hello, 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 and welcome back to the show, everybody. My name is Rich, and this is the Dow of Rich. Alright, so, I just got done shooting, recording the video for my intro video. Sounds a little more professional if I say shooting the video, a little more production value to it, other than me sitting in the van eating my lunch, saying hi. Okay, yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Nah, I wasn't eating, though. Um, I'd already eaten. Anyway. Um, <laughs> head on to the show notes, please. Please, there should be a clickable link down there. I'm not sure. If not, just go on over to the uh, to your favorite social media spot and uh, search for the Dow of Rich. That should take you to my content. Once you are there, like, follow, and subscribe. That would be super duper. All right. Now, on with the show. This is a really long stoplight. Huh. Anyway, look at this guy. He just tears on across like there's no big deal. He ain't even using his hands. Dude's on a, on a bicycle and he just plows on through, man. No hands. I don't need no stinking hands. Look at you go, guy. I'm going to give you plenty of room. He's still not using his hands. Look how awesome he is. He's holding on to his little styrofoam cup, drinking his soda, and he's got his other hand in his pocket, and he's just pedaling along like it's no bigs. <laughs> that is awesome. Cool, man. Cool. That's cool. Alright, 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 alright. On with the show. <laughs> welcome, welcome back, welcome back. Alright, I've already asked you to go like all my stuff and social media and videos. And let us move on. Alright. So, I fancy myself to be a bit of a Taoist. Okay? Uh, there's a lot of a lot of little things that resonate with me when people start talking about a Dallas does this and a Dallas does that and man you know it 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 it, it feels good you know studying the Dow reading the Dow Day Ching and and studying the things that it it means and more so what it means to me okay because I've I've come to a bit of an understanding for myself that this isn't this this isn't it, there, there's not a structure that says that all people, all Taoists must do this. All Taoists must not do this. All Taoists must do that. All Taoists must not do that. And, and I'm looking at it, and it's right there, that, that very first sentence. Okay, now I realize it, it goes a little bit deeper, and especially once you you get into that area of going to 
an institution or a learning center or a school, and you've got a teacher, you've got a guru, a master, whatever word fits best here, okay? You're following a particular tradition, some, a, a tradition that resonates with you, okay? And, and still, even then, the, the, main, the main thing is you. That makes sense? Am I, am I, am I making sense? Understand what I'm saying? That this is a personal trip. That first sentence, chapter one, the Tao that can be spoken is not the eternal Tao. That once you start placing a label on it, once you start describing it, it stops becoming that thing. It kind of it kind of brings up this meme that I saw. And I don't know how well this connects, but it, it, it connects enough for me to, to, to think about this a little bit, okay? There is this meme of, uh, I want to say it's Eskimo, that the, they, the, the Christian missionaries made their way to Alaska found the Eskimo people, the Inuit people, the First Nation people, whatever the the most appropriate title is, okay? And the the native the native guy says if if I had not known about God and I died, would I have gone to hell? The missionary says, no. And the native guy says, then why did you tell me? Okay. I, I personally just kind of stumbled across Taoism. Right? I came to Taoism from Buddhism. Now, Buddhism is, is exponentially more popular of a thing than Taoism is. I can, you know, I, can, I live near Springfield, Missouri, okay? Uh, and, and Joplin and Branson, Missouri. I live in Southwest Missouri, okay? And I can search for Buddhism in those three cities and, and find a bunch of listings. A bunch of listings on Facebook and Twitter and Google. Buddhism is a, a pretty popular word in Southwest Missouri. Okay? Now, whenever I go to Google and I search for Taoist temple, it gives me the Buddhist temple in Springfield, Missouri. It doesn't give me anything about Taoism in Joplin or Branson. Okay? I can study Buddhism all day long, wherever I want in Southwest Missouri, even in a few of the towns that don't show up on the map, 
There are Buddhists there. Alright. Now, why don't I just make it easier on myself and study Buddhism? <laughs> I do. I do study Buddhism. Okay? Four Noble Truths, the Five Precepts. I, I have... I have committed myself very loosely and not in a very strong attempt at committing myself to a, a bit of a Buddhist structure, right? I, I feel like it has lifted me up a little bit, but I, I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not a vegetarian. I like to go fishing. I like the idea of going hunting and, and, and having small livestock and stuff like that. So something that comes along with that is killing and that's precept number one and I'm automatically going to violate the first precept. So me and Buddhists at a beginning level, you know, as far as rules and stuff go, I don't I don't really see me getting along that very well with Buddhism. But but Taoism I'm 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 kind of a weird guy because as as a person, I hate rules. As a person, I hate laws and codes and anybody pointing their finger and saying, I know better than you, and I say you can't do that. All right? But as a father, okay, I'm, I'm feeling like it's my biological right to point my finger at my children and say, I know better than you. Okay? I know better than you. You shouldn't be doing this, okay? Don't do this. Here's a rule, here's a law, a code, whatever word you want to use, don't do this, all right? In, in that instance, I'm, I'm feeling pretty all right with that idea. But for, for me, living in Southwest Missouri, to think that I have the moral authority to point my finger at somebody who lives in northwest Minnesota to tell them how to live their lives, you're freaking crazy. I don't know anything about their lives. I don't know anything about the best way for them to live their lives. No. Donald Trump doesn't know anything about my life. Nancy Pelosi doesn't know anything about my life. These people probably don't even know that I exist. So what gives them the moral authority to make any sort of a rule or law over how I should live my life? Okay? And the only reason that I found myself in any level of comfortable studying Buddhism at all was because I had I had tried to dumb it down for myself and explain it in a particular way and I and I dumbed it down and I set it on a couple of different groups on Facebook and I was like look here here's here's how I'm dumbing it down and here's how it feels good for me to say this so that I might be a bit more interested in, in 
becoming uh, a follower of Buddha. All right. There was this guy. All right. He's a prince. And he got everything handed to him. He's a beautiful person. He's got beautiful women and beautiful people all around him. Beauty, youth, health, extravagance, every everything that we are sold upon as children. That if we work hard and we do and, and we do all of this stuff, that at the end of it, here's here's what our reward will be. The the finest clothes, the the tastiest meals, the finest wines, the sparkliest jewelry, the most beautiful people in the world will want to hang out with us. Okay? All of the most fantabulous things in the whole wide world are going to happen to us. These were the things that were happening to Prince Siddhartha Gautama. Alright? And one day he noticed you know, a sick person and a dead person and an old person and slowly but surely that that facade of what he had been sold his whole life started to chip and crack and shatter and fall apart. And me personally, I feel the same way. We'll get into that later. Alright? How do I say? He, he stuck out and he found out that the world that he had been sold was, was not truly the world. That people did get sick and people did die and people did get old and, you know, this, this stuff like that. And he went and, and he, he learned suffering for the first time and, and didn't like it. And he wanted to figure out how to, how to make it stop. And he tried this, and he tried that, and he tried this, and he tried that, and nothing worked. And finally, he sits down under this big, funky-looking tree. Right? The way I understand it, the tree is still standing. Right? Thousands of years old. One of the oldest trees on the planet right now. He sits down under this tree stops his foot and is like, dang it, I'm going to figure this thing out, man. Sits down, twist ties his legs, closes his eyes, starts to meditate. And I forget the amount of time that he spent sitting. But he finally figured it out. And because he had figured it out, he attained enlightenment. He became a Buddha. Okay, we call him the Buddha. We call him just Buddha. But but Buddha is is a, a title. Buddha is a level. Buddha is that that ultimate level of enlightenment. You are now enlightened. You are now a Buddha. Your, your cycle of birth and death, birth and death, is now over. You have exited this, uh, oh, what is it, samsara? I, 
think that's you've exited the cycle of of birth and and death and rebirth and death reincarnation you're not a part of that anymore you are now you're now going to the next level of life you are now on your way to nirvana heaven okay and what happens after that I don't know. Okay. I, I still have a bit of a skeptical and scientific mind that says nobody knows. Okay. Even people who have had near-death experiences and have, have supposedly floated outside of their bodies okay, and, and returned to their bodies with, with factual information about the afterlife and Jesus and Krishna and you know all of these people who have left their bodies and died and come back they all have different stories Christians have stories of of heaven and Jesus and God and and Hindus have stories of Krishna and you know you see what I'm saying so I, I, I have trouble believing this stuff because it's all stuff that's been fed to them all of their lives and then they died. And they knew that they were dying and whenever they woke back up when they were revived, they're like, I went to heaven. My life flashed before my eyes and I was standing there with Jesus and it was so great. And <laughs> like, Wait a minute. This guy over here, he's a Hindu and he died and he went and was hanging out with Krishna. And he's got the same emotional reaction. And it, it's, okay? So that's why I say nobody knows. There's no, there's no hard evidence or fact or tangible evidence that you can put in my hand right now that proves with, beyond a shadow of a doubt that Krishna exists or Jesus exists or Buddha exists. or heaven, or nirvana, or any of these things exist. Okay? But Taoism. Okay? I, I, I will admit this much, that I have not spent hardcore amounts of time really deep diving into this okay I do know that there is a supernatural aspect to this that I'm not I'm not exactly excited about exploring okay because I'm, I'm not I'm not a supernatural kind of guy all right I don't I don't think that there is anything above and beyond nature. Hey, uh, I forget how the chapter goes, but man follow, uh, man follows the Tao, Tao, the Tao follows nature. Okay? Nature is, you know, the top shelf. The top of the ladder, the end of the line, as far as I'm concerned. Okay? Now, there's a lot of mystical type of stuff 
that I have been able to tie into nature. You know, the idea of an afterlife, the idea of reincarnation. I can, I can, for my own, my own sake, I can drag science into this. And I can explain how something like that could be possible, but not in the sense of, you know, you, you're a Buddhist, right? And you die. And whenever you are reborn, depending on how you did in the previous life, it may depend on whether or not you move up the ladder or down the ladder. Whether you become, you know, whether you become a Buddha or you stay at the same level, or you become, you know, one of those bugs that rolls around balls of crap for the rest of their lives. You start all the way down there at the bottom, and you work your way back up the ladder again. Okay, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It seems, it seems kind of silly. But other ideas like karma coming into effect that, you know, the, what you put out, you get back. If you're a jerk to everybody, everybody's going to be a jerk to you. These are, these are things that, you know, you can't, you can't necessarily put up a bunch of scientific instrumentation and record the, the scientific effect of this. But you personally can go out into the world and be a jerk to people and see their reaction, see how they feel about it. You putting negative energy out there ripples. That negative energy ripples out to the next person, to the next person, to the next person, and eventually, I don't know if you've ever seen this before, but stand at a pool stand at a pond, at a lake, take a, a cup of water, all right, drop a little something in there that causes ripples in the water. You'll notice that at the, at the point of entry, the little rock makes a, makes a splash and ripples go out. The ripples eventually hit the edge of the pond, the pool, the cup, and those ripples bounce back. And it's not just the one ripple that comes back. It's ripple after ripple after ripple until it's finally done. Okay? That's how, that's how I, I've been able to explain karma to myself. Okay? That... You do this thing. If it's a negative thing and the rock goes into the water and it makes a big splash, there's an immediate effect there, that, that splash, that, that spout of water that splashes up into the air. Right? And then there's a, a few other little splashes that occur depending on how big the rock is compared to how small the the vessel of water is. Alright. That big bunch of water goes up into the air 
and separates and makes other little splashes, right? But the main thing that I'm focusing on is, is these ripples. The ripples start going out and they hit the edge of the pond and they come back, right? And depending on how big of a splash it is that you made, depends on how many ripples go out and how many ripples come back. Because you're not just affecting that one spot, you're affecting this whole big area, right? To me, that's karma. You do this negative thing and that energy is gonna go out that way, it's gonna hit the edge of the pool and it's gonna come back and get you. Once, twice, three times, who knows? Over and over and over again until it's over. Until it's done, until that splash has calmed. Right? And the same goes for positive. You do this, this positive thing and you make this splash, right? And that energy goes out and it hits the edge and it bounces back at you and it gets you over and over and over again until it's done. I, I, my mind wrapped around science and evidence and fact and instrumentation and stuff like that, the, those things are, are things that I need to be able to me personally establish the word fact truth okay I need these things in order for me able to be able to use those words I need I need you to hand me a piece of evidence I need science I need these things in order for me to be able to say that it's true that karma exists alright but I can't I can't use any sort of instrumentation to measure this other than life experience because it doesn't work every time I can I can be a jerk every once in a while and it not be that big of a deal I can be a super nice awesome person to one person and it not make that big of a difference it doesn't work every single time but it it does work. So armed with this idea that every time you do something negative, there is a strong possibility of that energy going out, hitting the edge, and bouncing right back at you. Or you can be nice. Do something nice for somebody, and that energy bounces out there. And not only... You know, it, like I said, with the, the spout of water that goes up and splashes back down, right? That, for me, that spout of water is the person that I am interacting with. And that little splash of water is them going out into the world. This guy was a jerk to me today and really fired me up. And now I'm going to take that experience with me throughout the rest of the day, the week, the month, the year. Hell, who knows? I'm going to use this as fuel and I am going to destroy people's lives. Because that guy was a jerk to me. I'm going to be a jerk to everybody in my life for however long it takes me to feel better about this. And 
because they do that over and over and over and over again and you know just into infinity to the point that you know they have some sort of a cardiovascular issue they get depressed they throw themselves off of a bridge you know they kill people okay it's not just the one person that you are being a jerk to just like it's not it's not just the one person that you're being nice to you be nice you be nice to somebody and they take that energy with them throughout their day even if even if you were a jerk to somebody and that somebody if I'm the next person that they interact with you know I go out of my way to be as absolutely nice as I possibly can to every person that I interact with okay for some odd reason my kids you know they're they're a roll of the dice man sometimes they they just they don't they don't know how to deal with somebody being nice to them. Sometimes they don't know how to deal with people being mean to them. Well, it's part of being a kid. I, I, I had forgotten that that was a part of life. So I try to do my best to be as nice as I can because, you know, one of my boys will be mean to another one of my boys and then I'm the next person that they deal with and they're yelling and screaming at me like, whoa, hold up here. Hold up, wait. <laughs> Just, just relax for a minute. Tell me what's going on. Let's find a way to make you smile. All right. And my one boy, he's autistic. And it is... It's one of those things where... He, he doesn't... He doesn't get it. But he does. You know... The older boys sometimes pick on him to get him angry, to get him frustrated so that he'll he'll go somewhere else so that they can do whatever it was that they were going to do, all right? And then he'll come to me and it may take 10 minutes, it may take a half an hour, it may take an hour of, of working with him squeezing in little jokes squeezing in little distractions but eventually he starts to smile and it's it's I don't know what is it judo using using your opponent's enemy you using your opponent's energy against them okay and instead of instead of meeting their negativity with your negativity meeting meeting your opponent and and changing their negative energy around and turning it into into positive energy A lot of the time, my opponent is my kids, and 
and they come crying to me. So and so did this thing, and now I'm angry. And da, 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 da. I was like, "Whoa, hey, hold on here, man! You're coming at me with all this negative energy. Let's let's stir that around a little bit. We'll throw it around like nunchuckers and and bow staffs and cool little sword things and." spin it around and redirect that thing and boom there's a smile <laughs> okay that that's that's my my I guess my basic overview of karma Okay. Be nice. Be as nice as absolutely possible, please. I like I like to compare it to the golden rule. And and try to be as strict of a follower of this rule as possible. Okay? Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Okay? Not not the silver rule, as I've heard other people say, do unto others as as they have done unto you. No, 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 no. Not that. Even if, especially if, they have treated you poorly. Especially if they have treated you negatively. Especially especially at this time. That is probably the most important time for you to adhere to this rule. To treat them the way that you wanted to be treated. Turning the cheek. know what I mean? And I know, I know it's a hard thing to subscribe to. And, and I'm, I'm there, dude. I'm, I'm still struggling with this. Whenever somebody treats me negatively, it, it is a real difficult thing to not to not show that I am much better at being a jerk than you are. And, I, and I'm telling you, about 99% of the time, I'm way better at it than most people. I'm really good at being the bad guy. But being, being the good guy is, is so much better, so much... Just, just better in general because why 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 would you want to put that negative energy out there just to get it back why not if you're going to get energy back why not make it good energy why not do something super amazingly awesome for somebody so that that energy whenever it hits the wall out there and it bounces back and it gets you it's good stuff 
right? It's whenever somebody does something horrible or awful to you, treat them the way that you want to be treated. Be nice. And it, and it's it's kind of one of those things where you know I I I know it's a lot easier to say than it is to do. Okay, I agree. I totally agree. And it, a year ago, two years ago, there I had given you the finger, said no freaking way, man. There is no way that you're going to get me to get to a point. You know, and I'd start bringing up examples like. I've got a brand new car that I've worked all of my life and I've climbed the corporate ladder and I finally got together a half a million dollars and I bought this McLaren. All right. Supercar, exotic, expensive car. And some jerk flies through the traffic light plows into my half a million dollar car and totals it and now I don't have my beautiful amazing wonderful car that does zero to sixty in like one and a half seconds or some insane number and to try and put myself in that situation and and try and figure out how Am I supposed to forgive this person? How am I supposed to get out of my car and walk over to them and put my hands on them in compassion and in first aid and to be helpful and make sure that they're alive? Are you okay? How am I supposed to do that versus putting my hands around their neck and stopping them from breathing? For me, it keeps coming back to this idea that I don't need this stuff. McLaren cars, exotic supercars, wow, awesome. Okay, they're a lot of fun to look at. I'd like to get myself into a position where I could rent one for an hour or so and get it out on the interstate and see how fast I can get up to the speed limit. Maybe even take it out on a test track and see how fast I can get one going. To have that experience of, of being able to go zero to 60 that fast, wow, that's cool. You know? But to put myself into a position where I can own one of those things, I don't, I don't want to do that. There's a lot of problems that come with having that much money. I know it's weird to say. I know it's weird to say. But. Ask, ask billionaires about the troubles that they've got to go through on a regular basis. All right. The, the, the billionaires 
who actually made the billions of dollars. Don't ask their kids. Don't ask their kids who did zero effort in making the billions of dollars. Ask the ones who made the money. You know, it's, it's actually a, a, a biggie song. Mo money, mo problems, right? It, it's taken me 20, almost a quarter of a century to finally get it into my head. Mo money, mo problems, you know? I get it now. And I don't want mo money. I got enough problems. Problems create suffering, and I want to reduce suffering in my life. You know what I mean? So I reduce the, the suffering in my life. I reduce the problems in my life. I reduce the suffering in my life. And I make room in my life for more happy stuff, which was awesome. My life is becoming better and better every day. Following a minimalist mindset, following my spiritual path, it's, it's awesome. I've actually gotten to a place in life where I love life. Most of my life, I've either been neutral or I didn't care. That's so deep and dark that I've, I've attempted to end it a few times. And it, it makes me sad looking back on those days because, you know, I, I mean, it, it made me who I am now. And it motivates me now because I know that I didn't have to be that way for all of that time. It motivates me to talk to my children now to explain to them you know that that you are just as amazing and wonderful of a person now as you would be with a $500,000 car. That the car doesn't make you a good person, you make you a good person. These material items are completely and totally irrelevant. These things don't make you a good person, you make you a good person. Those are the kind of children that I want to raise. Those are the kinds of adults that I want them to be. That whenever I send them out the door after they've they've grown up or they've matured and they leave the nest and go out onto their own and do their own thing, those are the kinds of people that I want to put out into the world. And not just my kids. Everybody who's listening to the sound of my voice, please understand that it's not the stuff that makes you a good person. Please, please. (sighs) 
please, please understand. It's not the stuff. It's not the stuff. It's not the money. You are a good person based on the decisions that you make. Based on the energy that you put out there. Based on the energy that comes back to you. You don't have to be a Buddhist. You don't have to be a Taoist. You don't have to be an anything. You can be an atheist. You don't have to be have any sort of religious or spiritual affiliation at all. Just be a good person. Be nice. Don't look down your nose at somebody just because they, they made a bad decision. It may not have been on purpose. It may not have been drug related. It just happened. Circumstances suck from time to time. And you start looking at the things that have happened to you, like you moving up the corporate ladder means that somebody else may have been depending upon that job so that they could make a little bit more money so that they could catch up on their bills so that they could put Christmas under a, a tree for their kids. But because you got that job, they don't have that opportunity and they're probably going to go hang themselves now. Okay? That is a possibility. May be a bit dramatic. Alright. I'm getting myself all worked up here and I want to try and get to a point and wrap this up because I'm almost back to the warehouse. I gotta get off here. Okay. Oh man. I It, it it is it is a weird thing it is a weird thing if that's what you're thinking right now it, it I agree it is very weird sitting in this position of 43 years of life of people telling me that if you don't have this stuff you will be considered worthless and here I am without that stuff and I feel absolutely amazing It is it is amazing how awesome I feel right now. That for the last 20 years I have suffered because I I fell off of that path. But I failed out of college. I wasn't going to have that career. I wasn't going to make that money. I wasn't going to be able to buy that stuff. I was going to struggle my whole life to maybe barely get some crumbs that fell off of the table and I was going to have to lick them off of the floor. Just so that I would know what the apple pie tastes like. But 
here I am. I'm happy. I didn't do any of those things. I don't have any of that money. I don't have most of that stuff. And all I can think about now is how do I get rid of more of my stuff? How do I, how do I live this life of, of, how do I say it? How do I, how do I get to this point where I can be self-reliant? How can I be self-sufficient? How can I provide all of the things that I need that are absolutely necessary? How do I, how do I put those things in my life? And not just in my life, Let's take it up a notch and, and do it for my kids, too. How do I get to the point of this one little teeny tiny city lot? How do I build that up to provide all of the food, all of the water, all of the finances? How do I make it possible that I do not leave my house for one year? Huh? There's an interesting idea. <laughs> that's a something that's a something that's a something huh that's something to dwell on for a little bit there alright alright yep well alright I'm, a, I'm pulling up to the warehouse here, boys and girls. I am going to get off of here. Oh, boy, have I got some stuff to think about. If you could, please, please, pretty please, if I've said anything that interests you at all, hey, hit the subscribe button, download the episodes, listen to them, share with friends, go to the social media places, search for The Tao of Rich. Should take you to my content. Once you are there, like, follow, and subscribe. Please interact with me. Let me know what you think about the show. Put some thumbs up. Put some likes. Say, hey, man, how's it going? I dig the show. Whatever. All right? And I'm done. Like, follow, subscribe, share with a friend, interact with me, and let me know what you think about the show. And I will talk to you later, man. Goodbye.